0: This is Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and in this episode, we're talking The Invisible Man, plus all the latest movie and trailer news. Let's get into it. Okay, so Popcorn Podcast is coming to you via remote recording. So Lee and I are playing our part in social distancing practices.
3: The magic of the internet.
0: Magic of the internet. Uh, Lee's per, um, perched up on my laptop and FaceTime, looking great <laughs> on this on this morning. Um, and I'm over, so we're kind of like shy versus inner west sort of vibes mm-hmm. here. I mean, we've done this before when our schedules don't quite align, no. um, which is great with technology. But today we made the conscious decision to do it Uh, given the circumstance and we're really excited to um, bring you the review of the invisible man now this Mm. is a film that has been out for a couple of weeks but obviously we'll get into kind of the state of the film industry at the moment yeah we thought we had an opportunity to go back and, and catch a film in cinemas that we had missed in its initial release to bring you a review
3: and what a great film this is did you enjoy it
0: i really really loved it I went in with not really sure what sort of tone or the way they were going to tell the story. All mm. I knew was that Australian director, Lee Whannell, who is of insidious and sore franchise fame. And, you know, he has a lot of experience in street cred in the thriller horror genre. He's um, he's a great filmmaker. Mm. And that the other f- fact that I went in knowing was that the budget was really small, like $7 million. So that always intrigues me as to how the creatives are going to mm. make a well-versed film for such a small budget
3: that's the thing about horror films is that they can be made on a really small budget you just gotta get creative
0: totally and i think that this film definitely got creative absolutely do you want to give us a little synopsis
3: well as you said it stars elizabeth moss as a woman named cecilia who is escaping an abusive relationship basically that's how we open up she's escaping her husband are they married yes
0: yeah they're married or boyfriend i think
3: yeah Well, she she gets out anyway, and Mm. soon after, news reaches her that he has taken his own life. But then some weird things start to happen that make her think maybe he's not dead.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I was gripped immediately. I mean, we talked about the small budget, Mm. but the gorgeous... Art direction in the set or whether it was a real Mm -hmm. house, I'm not sure. But the choice of having that beautiful home and those moments of her escaping in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I thought, "I I hope they come back to this house because it had so much character and mystery to it. And it kind of made you... Like, why is she escaping this world with him? Mm. You know, look how beautiful their lifestyle seems to be on the surface.
3: But that's what was really great about Elizabeth Moss in particular. She's a fantastic actress. And without much background and without knowing the dynamics of them straight away, you just Mm. felt the fear that she felt. Yes
0: absolutely they didn't waste any time by going into detailed exposition her saying that Mm. he abused her in so many words like it was mainly implied wasn't it that he treated her really really badly like gaslighting emotional Mm. uh abuse as well as physical abuse and you kind of got a small taste of that when
3: Mm.
0: when she did escape and this isn't a spoiler and he like smashed the window sort of thing Mm. in the car and then she got away
3: Another really great element of this film, besides the acting, was the way the scenes were framed. Like, she's always being watched. And that's such a a simple technique, but so clever and so creative.
0: It was the use of space. Mm. Like, it wasn't like, he wasn't an invisible man that you could kind of see shimmers or anything. It was like the camera, like Lee Winnell chose to put the camera in dead space for extended periods of time. And Mm. you just felt so anxious because... You didn't know whether he was there. He probably was, but sometimes Mm. I think there were times that he wasn't, but she was just, oh my God, I'm getting actually chills thinking (laughs) about it. It was so beautifully done.
3: It's such a simple technique, but yeah, exactly. As you said, really well done.
0: Yeah. I felt that the modern twist or kind of bringing this story into the modern world without, because we won't reveal any sort of like context behind Mm how or why or invisibility mm. or yada yada but i thought that was really well done in terms of putting a fresh spin and a bit of creative license on this very well-known property of the invisible yeah. man what did you think
3: well i'm really liking the way that universal is going with this series they had there was it the dark universe they were calling yeah, it, call it. yeah. Mm.
0: the dark universe
3: and they've gone in a different direction now because that's not going to work and started making them standalone films rather than being weaved into each other, which I think is a yeah. really smart move. I think that's the way yeah. to
0: go. I mean, they spent what is it, 150 million on the Mummy with Tom Cruise, and it wove in Russell Crowe as Jekyll and yeah. Hyde. They had this big franchise planned out. We've mentioned on this podcast. You tell us what was the the photo?
3: Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Which I would have been really interested to see.
0: Yeah, but it would have been a very different budget sort of take and i like the direction that they took here
3: i really i really enjoyed this film one thing that frustrated me a little bit was the typical horror tropes that they lean on where you know she is staring straight ahead and walking straight ahead and you think if you think there's someone in the room with you wouldn't you be looking all around you wouldn't you be you know what i mean or running out into the middle of a well-lit street which I guess on one hand is a kind of smart move. But on the other hand, if you think you're being followed by someone you can't see, wouldn't you hide?
0: Sure. Totally. (laughs) I think that I guess, no, I agree with you. I think that there were some horror things where I didn't feel like she was being stupid most of the time Mm. because, you know, to your point, like, the horror trope is that characters are like, what
3: are you doing? Why yeah. are you running into a but that's, corner? But that's also what makes you get really sucked into the film yes. and really excited and really like on the edge of your seat going, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. So on one hand, it was a bit frustrating, but on the other hand, it was it was really good.
0: Oh, yeah. I want to talk about the characters. Now, we've touched on Elizabeth Moss, Mm. the character of uh, Cecilia. She carried this film like no other actress Mm. could. She is so grippy. I mean, if you've seen her in The Handmaid's Tale, man, she owns the close-up shot. Like, her face tells a story every time. You feel Mm. every emotion. And I think that she brought that skill as an actress into this film as well because you... Were sucked into her eyes. There's something about her eyes; they're mm. just so intense. And I felt that you know the supporting actors and how they were written, and their relationship with her—you know, the mm-hmm. friend, her sister—they they were just. I was really impressed with uh, the importance and the calibre of them as characters.
3: They were so well formed without having much background, without needing to go into much background. This is film exactly. just just—it was just so well done straight off the bat. It didn't yeah. need a lot of exposition, as you said. It just, mm. you, you knew these relationships straight away. You knew what she was going through straight away and it got straight to the horror, got straight to the mm. point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess, are we at the point where we review or is there anything else you want to add that you um, liked?
3: I think it could have been a tad shorter.
0: Okay. It started yeah. to drag
3: on a bit at the end. I did mm. enjoy the mm. ending.
0: Yeah. It was almost a fourth act. Yeah. If you will. So it was kind of, you think it's over or wrapped up mm. in a neat bow and you're like, uh-uh can't be and it obviously isn't and so you go on this extra added journey so do you thought that just kind of was a bit lethargic
3: it was it was a bit slow because you're sort of ready for the film to wrap up you've had the climax and then it's it's a nice addition don't get me wrong Mm. you want to see that you need to see that but at the same time I was like it could have been a bit tighter maybe
0: yeah no I agree I think um yeah I'm on the same page as you there I still enjoyed every element that it brought but I think Mm. yeah it could have just been tighter a little bit tighter well uh how many popcorn candles will you give the invisible man
3: i'm going to give it a four because i think it was just so well done and taking this story into a modern era uh, just did a really great thing to reinvigorate the story and some of the best horror is grounded in reality and i think lee Wunnell did a really clever thing here with this
0: boom what a one-liner i'm going to agree with you lee i would give this four popcorn kernels i loved its inventiveness in storytelling and then it proved that you can you can achieve something visually uh stunning as well as like so strong in its story and character development and not have a massive budget to pull it Mm -hmm. off like it really ticked all the boxes in the economy of storytelling and great choice of creative direction so i yeah i really really liked i'm so glad we caught it
3: absolutely that's the invisible man it's in cinemas now if you're game to go just uh make sure you sit a few seats away from other people
0: yeah also don't go alone it's pretty freaking like yeah yeah bit scary
3: (laughs) we do actually there isn't a lot of releases a lot of things have been pushed back but we do have another release out this week called the current war starring benedict cumberbatch and michael shannon and what's this about tim
0: so it's the the dramatic story of the cutthroat race between electricity titans Thomas Edison and George Westinghouse to determine whose electrical system would power the modern world.
3: I actually didn't know Westinghouse was a real person.
0: <laughs> no I, I didn't either I thought it was always Thomas Edison but these films and stories that you otherwise don't know the underlying mm. subplot or context and how some things were invented mm. so the, these sorts of films really grip me to okay there's someone else in this story let's mm. hear the truth and uh, yeah I think this would be a good one to catch to for education purposes.
3: So there's a lot of news everything's changing daily with this COVID-19 pandemic mm. but let's open with some positive stuff first.
0: Yes yeah, so our positive news before we get down and dirty so Karen Kasama was announced as the director of a new Dracula film from Universal obviously following in the same standalone low-budget creative led strategy Universal have for their classic monster catalogue, i.e. The Invisible Man, which we've just Mm -hmm. reviewed. And Karen, she's directed Eon Flux with Charlize Theron and more recently Nicole Kimmon in The Destroyer, which was Mm. an excellent film.
3: She does some good work.
0: Oh yeah, it's pretty dark, man. So she comes with, you know, a lot of talents in stylized filmmaking uh, and pulling off really gritty, down-to-earth, dirty films, as the aforementioned uh, The Destroyer.
3: Which sounds like it fits in perfectly with the new direction that Universal are going in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was looking at her total filmography and I'm seeing flavours of what I think would work really, really well in this mm. Dracula film. So watch this space. We'll see whether it's going to be set in modern times mm. or whether they put a spin on the legacy of that character. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm pretty keen to see what they do.
3: Well, as we said, news is moving so fast that things are changing every day in the movie industry. But at the beginning of the week, uh, we heard that Fantastic Beasts 3 was still going to go ahead with production where they can. And the Batman and Matrix 4 are also going to continue production, but that might not mean filming. I guess they could do some be doing some pre-work that doesn't require being around other people.
0: Yeah. Another one to add is Avatar, whatever sequel they're filming at the moment, they've halted yeah. live action production, but they're still moving forward with uh, the special effects mm. and the CG motion capture work for now. So, yeah, it's kind of like they're pivoting the mm-hmm. schedule of how much they can work on a film at any given time.
3: Other films that have been halted completely are Jurassic World Dominion, Shang-Chi, and Disney's live action The Little Mermaid, all ones that we were really looking forward to, and we're going to have to wait a bit longer now, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: goodness me. I mean, this news is uh, about a week old now from recording, however, I feel like this will just be mirrored each week. So, the top five movies overseas only made a combined $31 million, and that's down 85% versus 2019.
3: Sounds like a lot, but that's just nothing, really.
0: Oh, yeah, like $31 million. It's yeah. really nothing, like absolutely not. I mean, uh, th- this is due to coronavirus fears and closures of-, of cinemas, and I expect to see this trend continuing as the weeks go by because films are being pulled from mm-hmm. major release, so um, there's nothing to go and see, basically.
3: I mean, it's the worst uh, weekend box office totals in 20 years in the US.
0: Yeah, that's insane. But
3: they've also shut a lot of cinemas, which hasn't happened in Australia yet. In Australia, uh, only, sadly, uh, Palace cinemas have closed down.
0: That's my local. That's where I go. I know. Go.
3: They're so, yeah. such nice cinemas. Um, but I, I expect we're going to see reduced screenings and reduced cinemas as the weeks go on.
0: Yeah. I guess the next lot of news is where films have been pushed back or events have Mm. been cancelled. So Trolls World Tour has been pushed to September 17 in Australia and is reportedly getting a same-day home entertainment release uh, in the US, but not reported here. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, it's not happening in Australia as yet, Mm. um, which is an interesting move, really, because it's going to be out in the US very early and we're not going to get it till September. It's a bit of a... We're going to be going back to the old days where, um, you know, all the countries around the world had such different releases, but that is going to really affect revenue because people will illegally download.
0: Exactly. So I think that with the rise of on-demand streaming services like Disney Plus, Netflix, et cetera, there's a great opportunity for film distributors to like sell their films to streaming platforms so they make yeah. some sort of money back yeah and their movies get seen and heard um but I mean that is a whole other conversation to be had but I feel like that trend will continue for smaller smaller releases I yeah. think yeah
3: but speaking of um selling to places like Netflix the lovebirds which was meant to be coming out quite soon uh, starring Issa Rae and Kumal Nanjiani mm. is going to be sold to Netflix so it'll be going to Netflix instead of having a cinema release
0: Yeah, I really want to review that film, by the way. Yeah. Maybe, does that matter that it's on Netflix? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, That's not what we
3: do here, but sure. These are changing times, Tim. We've got to move the times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Black Widow has also been pulled, which is really sad. And you Mm. were talking about last week and the week before about how this might affect the whole Marvel slate.
0: Yeah, that the continuity of storytelling, we see the order of their film releases have a purpose because there's little easter eggs or surprises or reveals mm. that then f- the flow and effect into the next film so yeah i mean they're obviously gonna have to just pick up all the mcu movies and shift them a couple of months mm. on the other end because i don't see how they could make black widow slot in the middle somewhere
1: yeah unless
0: they change something about them but who knows i mean it's all just speculation at this point
3: point. Um, and sadly the sydney film festival has been cancelled for the first time in its history
0: absolutely devastating
3: it's one of australia's biggest film festivals so this is really really sad
0: yeah it's a, it's such a beautiful experience to go see films at the state theater and all around mm. sydney the bars the vibe seeing like that that's where i saw parasite mm. you know about five or six months before it was released in cinemas and i had that privilege of seeing what was the best film of 2019 i mean those experiences and opportunities for artists You know they're just slowly or quickly actually just being pulled out from under Mm. them, which is really upsetting. But I mean, it's necessary.
3: And speaking of big film festivals, Cannes has been postponed until the end of June, beginning of July at this stage, but that might move again.
0: That might move again. Obviously, the situation in Europe is pretty serious, with Italy Mm. and Spain in lockdown. I think France is. Probably not far off that, Mm. so Khan has to uh, be shifted. But in some surprising news for such a big release, so Onward will be made available to stream on Disney Plus on April 3rd in the US, and that's only been out for two or three weeks. So we're not sure if this comes into effect in Australia, given its release is still scheduled Mm. for the 26th of March. So we'll just watch this space as to how quickly that will find its way on Disney Plus in this market.
3: That's it for news. We had no new trailers this week. Everyone's just in lockdown, don't, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I know. It's all really sad. I mean, I, this the new trailers section of this podcast is one of my faves.
3: Yeah. We love dissecting all the new exciting tidbits that yeah. come from <laughs> trailers. And making
0: up our own predictions on whether it's going to be um, good or not. And hopefully next know. week.
3: Hopefully we'll see some more next week.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed.
3: So what's coming out on March 26th?
0: So we do have two movies that you can catch. Mm. So The Personal History of David Copperfield come out on March 26th. And this is a modern take on the Charles Dickens classic tale of a young orphan who is able to triumph over many obstacles. Great cast, Dev Patel, Hugh Laurie, Tilda Swinton. Mm. I think this could be um, a good movie, a destructive movie, a classic, you know, Mm. sink your teeth into that if you can get to cinemas this week.
3: And as you mentioned, also Onward got brought forward. Pixar's latest animated feature uh, mm. is coming forward to March twenty-six. It was meant to be coming out in April. Um, and we'll stay close to this as more cinema complexes start to close. But it might get pulled and might get moved to Disney+. Plus. We don't know.
0: I mean, I found that quite an interesting strategy to bring it forward. Because, yeah, I mean... Well, there's it, no competition, is there? That's very, very true. That's very true. Hmm. it doesn't have much of a fighting chance to make the sort of revenue that Pixar movies do. Because when you think about it, these are families that go and see these movies and parents obviously being cautious with their social distancing measures and whatnot. So putting their children in harm's way potentially in a cinema is um, probably not the top of the list right now.
3: No. I mean, when you're an adult, you can at least control what you're touching and what you're you know, your hand sanitizing and all that kind of thing. So, I mean, mm. there's no reason to boycott the cinemas altogether. If you're healthy and you're safe about it, still go. I mean, we need entertainment now more than ever.
0: Absolutely. But be responsible. I'm hoping to go to the movies this week to catch one or both of those so we can give you our review. But we appreciate all your support during this time of a bit Mm. light on from a new trailer and movie news point of view.
3: But we're still working hard to bring you all the best movie news. We've got to talk movies. We can't stop talking movies.
0: Definitely. So we thank you guys for listening. You have just listened to our review on The Invisible Man.
3: Four star movie. Go see it. Four
0: star movie. Absolutely. Lock it in, Eddie. We'll catch you next time, guys.
3: See you next time.
2: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
1: Hold up!